And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. British Columbia and welcome from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival. I'm Tony Gizmondi with Casey Wilson. This is our special two-hour edition of the BC Food and Wine Radio Network and we're here on the floor of the Wine Festival, uh, actually right on the stage in the theme region, which of course is France this year, year 42. Coming up this hour, we'll speak with Charlie Bessler and uh, we'll be talking about his winery, Corselette Wineries, in the Similkameen Valley. Uh, followed by Asois LaRose, Carolyn Chawler, the winemaker, will join us to talk about a new uh, B&B and a new uh, white wine vineyard, which is pretty exciting. And then Black Hills winemaker, and he is wise, although his name is Weiss. Uh, Ross Weiss will join us to talk about uh, all the developments along the Black Sage Bench. And finally, and coming up next... Uh, Tinhorn Creek winemaker Andrew Windsor kicks off the show. It's a special two-hour edition of the BC Food and Wine Radio from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival. Stick around. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Hi, this is Duncan from Hillside Winery and Bistro. Join us this season for the ultimate Naramata experience. Delight your senses as you sit back and savor our locally inspired food and wine. Handcrafted wines made exclusively from Naramata grown grapes, terroir to table cuisine, and striking views of Okanagan Lake and its surrounding vineyards. It's all right here at Hillside Winery and Bistro. Don't miss their grand reopening the weekend of March 20th. Find out more details at hillsidewinery.ca. Discover a true wellness-centered oasis in the heart of Canada's only desert at Spirit Ridge Resort in Osoyoos. Wake up to stunning views from your condo, suite, or villa. Enjoy modern vineyard cuisine inspired by Indigenous history and culture at the bear, the fish, the root, and the berry. Tour and taste at award-winning Ink Meep Cellars or just relax and rejuvenate at their on-site spa. Spirit Ridge, an experience like none other, part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Check online for spring break packages. Visit spiritridge.ca. And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we love uh, being at the Wine Festival because we have uh, access to such a wide range of uh, people in the business. And at a very high level, which is the story of the festival, they have to send somebody who's important from the winery. And uh, they bring their best wines. Yeah. And our next guest is really important because he makes the wine at Tinhorn Creek. Andrew Windsor, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, guys. Great to have you here. And you brought for us, a, this is going to be a, a really nice story. We have uh, battling francs here. We have a Cabernet Franc Rosé, 
And we have the uh, straight-up Cabernet Franc. Kind of fun. Exactly, yeah. We've brought, uh, brought both cabs, um, the reserve Cab Franc from 2016. So yeah. we do have a varietal right. Cab Franc as well that, um, that uh, we do a little bit more of, but this is the, the top-end Cab Franc. We only do about well, 800 cases. We have you. You're the expert. To t- yep. Tell people the difference between making a Cab Franc Rosé and a, and a regular Cab Franc that they might see. In, uh... I, well, it starts with Mr. Moon in the vineyard for sure. Oh, um, boy, that guy. Eh? That guy, yeah, you can't get rid of that guy. <laughs> Um, so we have a sort of low-lying uh, section of our Cab Franc vineyard on the Black Sage bench, which uh, historically has been a little bit cooler. And so we go straight into that part of the vineyard at the very start of the growing season, um, and we do all the pruning and all the, the vineyard work specifically to make rosé. Okay. Um, and so that will typically come off uh, first sort of mid to late September, this wine we do uh, sort of what we call a direct to press. So we'll crush the stem all the Cab Franc berries. Uh, usually let it sit on skins for just 12 hours, sometimes 24 hours in the for case a bit of this of color. year. Yeah. And then fire it straight in the press. And uniquely, this is probably the only wine that we make where we actually use uh, selected yeast. So hmm. um, our rosé, we kind of want it to be bright, fresh, and fruity. Mm-hmm. Uh, get the yeast in there. They start fermenting nice and quickly keep that freshness in the wine so it's very easy drinking yeah so it's what sometimes the geeks talk about this rosé was farmed in the vineyard it was it wasn't an afterthought at the winery no absolutely and the vineyard is Uh, our diamondback vineyard on the black sage bench specifically yeah Yeah. great color did you try it casey no i haven't Look, look for the freshness in this wine Cab Franc can be uh, many things. So uh, the word a lot of people use is leafy. How do you fight that, or do you embrace that, or? Uh, I mean, it depends on the vintage. Um, when we get into the red, you'll see 2016 was a cooler vintage, so there is that sort of traditional um, peppery component to it. But we're always looking for a fruit first style. I mean, that's the house style has always traditionally been you yeah. know, very fruit driven. Um, with sort of that sort of leafy, spicy component being sort of secondary or so tertiary. This is quite fruity. Uh, and, and what about sugar? What is your thinking about rosé and what people are making, drinking, wanting? When I, they're different. They're all different. Uh, I exactly. I, I think when, when I started at Tindalhorn back in 2014, we were probably targeting just around 10 grams per liter residual in the rosé. Yeah. Um, me personally, I like it quite a bit drier, so I've been bringing it down uh, over the vintages to this is around five, just yeah. around five. Grams really nice. Now. I have one comment to make about it. Yes, please pour go. me some yeah. more, please. Alrighty. Yeah. It is wonderful. I think Manny likes this too because it's, it's even more food friendly now, and uh, so yeah, it's really delicious. I Congratulations, mean, it's, so Manny is. Manuel, he runs a restaurant. Exactly. Manuel Ferrer opens and up on Sunday too. So. You're, yeah. you're so lucky to be so close to that restaurant. It's a blessing and a curse. It it's is. A, you know, mostly yeah. Mediterranean slash Italian themed food. Yeah. So uh, to have a uh, thousand calorie pasta well, dishes upstairs above your office yeah. for lunch every day. <laughs> but I, I thought you and Andrew Moon ran up and down the driveway every morning ten times. That's what he tells me just, uh, just before you start work. Maybe, maybe in the truck. Yeah. Maybe in the <laughs> truck. Not physically running up and down the driveway. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, how are things going at Tinhorn? Yeah. It's, you, you've been there a while now. You're settled in. It, it, yes, exactly. Um, things have been great. Finally, really getting the hang, I think, of of the winemaking, uh, and I think the wines are really starting to show mm-hmm. that. Since the 2015 vintage, where we had you know very ripe, uh, rich styles, sort of naturally yeah. just gifted us from 
from the nature of the vintage. 16 through 19 have all been uh, a lot more unique um, and a lot more challenges, typically a little bit cooler as well. Yeah. So the winemaking has had to sort of uh, be a lot better, I think, to keep that quality consistent throughout. Right. And you came from Ontario, Andrew. Yeah, I'm originally from uh, suburban Toronto, which is a hotbed for winemakers Right. Yeah. So are you going to stay in the Okanagan, and why would you stay in the Okanagan? Uh, yeah. No, I mean, this is home for me now, for sure. I think the the debate for me was whether I was going to stay in Australia versus yes. uh, yeah. move uh, move back to Canada. And um, to be honest, yeah, you know, the Okanagan is uh, the most beautiful place I've had the um, opportunity to live, and I find myself quite fortunate. Yeah. Uh, well, you're on the Golden Mile bench. You brought the 2016 uh, Reserve Cap Franc, but... How would you describe what? What is your direction? Are you are you are you a cab front guy? Or are you a blend guy? Or are you a Merlot guy? I mean, we, what's going on with Tinhorn? Yeah, I think I mean historically the the winery had been well known for Merlot. I think in 2000 uh, it won best red wine in the country. So yeah. that was definitely the variety that the, the the company hung their hat on for a very long time. And it was only, you know, 10 years ago that the Cab Franc that we had planted, we had thought of pulling out because we couldn't sell it. Um, but in the last five years, we have seen it absolutely take off. And um, as a single varietal wine for us, um, you know, this does have 11% Merlot in it, but it is predominantly Cabernet Franc. Yeah. We're just seeing that it is going from strength to strength every vintage. And uh, I'm, I'm very happy to work with it. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot of fun. Well, it's totally Cab Franc. I love it. This is a 16, so it's slightly cooler year than the 15. Uh, I guess I would say slightly cooler for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But uh, th with that comes other other interesting aspects in the wine, I would believe. Yeah. So when we when we transition to so rosé uh, winemaking versus you know our traditional sort of Bordeaux-esque style, where we're you know looking for quite a lot of extraction. Yeah. Um, these wines are naturally fermented, but we keep them on skins typically for up to a month, um, and then they transition to barrel for 18 months as well. So mm. we're using you know a lot more uh, French oak in the reserve tier, um, and yeah, they end up uh, really sort of adding a lot of power and structure to this wine mm. but it's you know it's designed to age but is drinking really really nicely now uh well your neighbors your colleagues along the bench uh, managed to pull off the first uh, uh sub appellation the okanagan Absolutely. golden mile bench and so how has that influenced what you're doing at the winery and how are you how are you getting that into the wine or that's sort of really been the the direction that we've we've taken we you know historically having the Black Sage Bench Vineyard, as well as the Golden Mile Bench Vineyard. Uh, the winery had done a lot of blending of the two vineyard sites to make the best wines possible. Now, as of the Golden Mile Bench sort of sub-GI's creation, uh, we did our very first uh, Golden Mile Bench Chardonnay back in 2014. Um, and then now, we last year, we released our Roussan from the Golden Mile Bench for the first time as well. So that's, you know, we only did about 80 cases of that wine, but it mm. technically is still kind of a, a new wine for us. Yeah. And then now the future for us is to sort of expand that and, and continue down the trend of sub-GIs, single vineyards, looking to have a Sauvignon Blanc come out earlier um, uh, this spring. And then by next year, we'll have a Viognier coming out too after 12 months and, in barrel. Uh, and why is the bench, the Golden Mile bench, so special to Tinhorn? Uh, well, I think obviously with the estate being on that on that bench, it is very much a big part of 
just the character of the place. Yeah. And when you're there, you know, you guys have been up to Miradoro and you're sitting at the restaurant and you're overlooking the valley from up on that little oh, beautiful perch up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's quite a spectacular setting, let alone its ability to generate amazing quality wines. So. As the French would say, you have a piece of terroir there, and uh, so, uh, and we've only just sort of just begun to explore it, which Ab- is absolutely. But it's it's kind of it's kind of fun that you can have uh, a Roussan and uh, maybe Cab Franc and Riesling uh, and Chardonnay and all growing Blanc. on yeah, growing on yeah. the same bench, which they could never have. No, they're they're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Uh, so we're kind of fortunate for that. But I think it also shows you know the diverse. Uh, diversity of the businesses and the people yeah. that sort of started the grape growing on that site and, and all the different wineries that are there and, and their focuses have been different. Mm-hmm. I think as we sort of evolve into second and third generation uh, vineyard plantings and winemakers, uh, we'll see a little more cohesion there. But, yeah. but at, uh, at this point in time, uh, I think everyone really so enjoys what they're we've doing. We've also seen some, some very interesting little releases that, through Miradoro mostly of wines that you've been playing with. Is there a new one out or a new one coming or what's next? Or? Uh, we do have a couple little, that's our innovation series yeah. wine. So that started with uh, the Kerner Orange wine, which I'm pouring tomorrow morning at the Natural Wine Symposium. That should be uh, a fun one. But uh-huh. from there, we've, yeah, we've kind of gone on just making little, little wines that every winemaker typically makes in the cellar. Um, they don't always get to put them in bottle, yep. possibly because they don't always work out as, as <laughs> planned. But um, last, the last one that we got bottled was last year's Repazzo Rosé that we made with uh, Chardonnay. We yeah. passed that through Pinot Noir skins. Uh, I've got a couple more in the pipeline, but uh, I'd like to get them in bottle before I, before oh. I And tell us, what's in the secrets. pipeline for concerts this year? Uh, good question. Uh, we haven't actually pulled the trigger, I don't think, on the, the final concert. Um, we do have Daniel Wesley coming back, and I know he's in August, and he's been a really big, big draw. Uh, the rest of them I would have to probably look to a list that's not mm. in front of my face right now. Good. That's we look right. forward to that. But it would all be up on the website at tinhorn.com, so it should be pretty easy to track them down. Andrew Windsor, he's the winemaker at Tinhorn Creek, and we've been tasting two Cabernet Francs, the Oldfield Reserve Rosé and the Oldfield Reserve Cabernet 2016 and 2019 for the Rosé. Thanks so much for dropping by today. Hey, thank you guys very much. Yeah, enjoy the show and your time in the city. I uh, will. Uh, we'll see you back up at the winery. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, coming to you live from the floor of the Vancouver National Wine Festival. It's year 42. France, I, I try to remember how many times it's been the theme region. I think this is the fourth, perhaps. I think more than Maybe that, Maybe more, Tony. Eh? I yeah? think so. Because it's only my third time here, so. Yes, right. <laughs> and your second, right? Yes, right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. It's Jesse here from Black Hills Estate Winery, inviting you to join us this winter to experience the best that BC has to offer. Enjoy an educational seated wine flight and sample our flagship red wine, Nota Bene, while taking in the serene vineyard views. Or check out our online store for seasonal specials, new wine releases, and more. We're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., For more information, like us on Facebook or visit BlackHillsWinery.com. After Isidore Boucherie settled in West Bank, he soon became known far and wide as the modest butcher, a man of infinite charm, disarming good looks, and the best food and wine in the valley. And if Izzy was here today, what do you think he'd have to say about his legacy, Chef Dan? You can't think well, love well, or sleep well if you haven't dined well. 
Celebrate the sacred Okanagan institution of dining with reckless abandon at the Modest Butcher. Opening soon at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. Blow away those winter blues and take a break at Tinhorn Creek. Their tasting room is open daily from 10 till 4 for a stress-relieving wine escape. Join the Crush Club and get VIP treatment, including regular shipments to top up your cellar, early access to new releases, and more. Plus, pick up your 2020 Canadian Concert Series Early Bird Passes online now and get all four concerts for the price of three. And don't forget, the Miradora Restaurant reopens for the season March 1st with a delicious new spring menu. Visit tinhorn.com. And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, you know, you, you meet a lot of partiers uh, often at the Vancouver International Wine <laughs> Festival, and there's no bigger partier in BC than my next guest, uh, winemaker Russ Wise. <laughs> Russ, how are you? Pretty good, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Losing my voice after a couple of big days. and <laughs> Losing your voice yeah. after two days. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. need a bit more practice at this uh, Vancouver Wine Festival stuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Ross, it's always fun to talk to you uh, about wine. It's even more fun to taste your wine. You have uh, moved over to take charge at Black Hills. So you've been there now. Is It, it must be a year at least. Yeah, I think we're up to 14 months now. 14 so, months, yeah. yeah. Done the full cycle. Yeah, you've done the full cycle. And yep. uh, this uh, this might be one of your uh, most interesting wines already out of the gate, uh, the 2018. Yeah, the 2018 Rosé. Rosé. So you made this wine, Ross. Yeah, so actually it was a, a harvest winemaker called Elaine Vickers that I was working with uh, just before I started yeah. and uh, yeah and then I took it over when I started in January 2019 and yeah, yeah. it was one of the first we put in bottle yeah. and you rinse the color out of it and uh, <laughs> put the citrus in it it's a beautiful uh, wine tell right. us a bit about it yeah so that's I mean the way we make rosé it's 100 percent whole bunch pressed we're, we're not a big fan of uh, de-stemming or sitting in tank or anything so sorry what does that mean to the consumer a yeah, whole bunch a, press what, what is the effect of that okay so to me it's the most gentle way to press so you take the whole bunch you put okay. it into the press and gently squeeze it so you still get a little little bit of skin contact during the long press cycle but yep. it's much more gentle you're not ripping the skins and extracting tannins that you don't really want in the wine yeah i think you can still get the goodness out of the skins with sort of i'll say alsatian style longer six eight twelve hour press cycles yeah um, you get the richness and all the good stuff out of the skins but without any of the rougher bitter phenolic yeah characters well, you sure got it out of these uh, it's really it just jumps out of the glass i love i you know, this is the thing about there's this whole craze about rosé, but most of it's just garbage. Uh, so when you get when you get this, yeah. then you go, okay, I get it. That's why Provence and these places have yeah. persisted for so long. Yeah, you got to make it with intent. It's, yeah. It can't be a byproduct. Yeah. So I, are you saying this is a benchmark? Ross's wine's a I'm benchmark in totally, rosé. I would say that for Black sure. Hills. And I also would say you can never be too pale or too skinny. <laughs> I don't want to hear <laughs> when you, that. When you're a rosé. <laughs> yes, thanks. Yeah, for that. no, it's good. Uh, how is the 2019 that begs that question? Uh, yeah, actually, I think it's a step up. I'm really yeah. <laughs> I just tasted so it last weekend. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's great. Again, we're just refining the press cycles for what really works with our fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's all in stainless steel. We keep it fresh by aging it in stainless steel tanks. Um, but it does sit on its fermentation leaves for quite a long time to pick up some richness and creaminess from that. Yeah. But yeah, to me, it's it's a wine that's made in the press and through the wild fermentation. Yeah, but that's it. Like this wine, it's a rosé, and you drink it, you kind of like you're talking to people. Then you you 
you turn away from the people you're talking to, and you look at the glass, and you go, wow, what is that? Yeah, let's taste that, it I think again. that's what's, what's fun about it. Uh, well, uh, I don't know where we'll start, but uh, let's start with how things are progressing. You, you've been tweaking a bit. I know that you're not going to change everything. You have Nota Bene. Uh, people bow down and buy that wine every year yeah. forever. So what, what, what do you do? How hard is it to, to lay off or to... Well, I think I've got some good freedom to, to sort of make the wines my own. But, I mean, ultimately, Nota Bene in particular is a vineyard-driven wine. It's been made from the same, wines for the, the same vineyard vines for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. So that's the character of the wine right there. Yeah. For me, it's just about looking for 1%, 2% improvements every year, whether it's from the oak regime or how we're handling the fruit in the vineyard, crop levels, yeah. um, leaf, leaf management in the vineyard, just trying to get the best out of, out of farming the flavors, I guess, is the main part. So, yeah just continue and trying to evolve, evolve the quality and put yeah. my own little touch on it through barrels maybe yeah. and you recently came from phantom creek and you so you were working with vineyards in the same area was it, that's a useful yeah. tool as well definitely yeah yeah got to know the sands of the black sage and yeah, yeah. The, the little climate that the, the hot little spot that is the black sage bench that yeah. was very useful yeah as they say it's not how how much sand there is but what size the sand is <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah it's a crazy uh, first time in my first summer there i picked up a handful of it in the summer and it literally scorches your hand it's that is hot is that yeah. right it's impressive and yeah and Just speaking of scorching uh, what's happening with the mw <laughs> tests yeah well there's some news tomorrow morning apparently so yeah. we'll, we'll wait and see if it's good news <laughs> wow yeah. i think it's going to be good news <laughs> Uh, worst case scenario is I get another year in the MW program, so it's not not the end of the world. It's a great great yeah. experience and yes. meet some great well, but people. But you've already passed the the, the taste test. That's exactly, the top yeah. one. So yeah. y- this is about your uh, the paper that you. have uh, What uh, did you write about? Or I, I studied can climate. We understand it. Climate change in the Okanagan Valley. Looking forward oh. to the 2050s and how it's going to impact viticulture. So. Uh, a topic that's dear to my heart. I, I, mean, I got into winemaking through viticulture. I'm a viticulturist by, by yeah. um, how I got into the industry. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think climate change is something we probably need to be thinking about a bit more in terms of planning ahead. So that's sort of the focus of it. How can we be, what can we be doing now to future-proof ourselves? And, mm-hmm. So yeah. how did you move from viticulture into winemaking? And uh, why did you do that? I think viticulture, um, it just woke me up in terms of understanding science a bit more I think and seeing science being applied and then I just wanted to keep that going through to the winemaking side of it I also saw the winemaking team having a bit more fun than us in the vineyard and thought <laughs> I better get in on this they're sitting around drinking good bottles and exactly. here we are hoeing yeah. weeds and <laughs> so yeah. toiling in the sun toiling, exactly yeah uh, well, Black Hills, uh, well, you, you're part of a bigger group now, which yeah. is kind of interesting. So you you have some you have more resources maybe than you've had in a while. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, tell us about that, and will you have a, a, a different role as well within the group? Or? Yeah. So Andrew Peller Limited's uh, our parent company, I guess you could say, um, purchased Black Hills in 2017, and I joined after that. Um, Peller is a fantastic company. Got, it's a great people company. Um, I've known the winemakers in the company for years, and that's kind of the reason I joined, actually, just people like Craig McDonald, Emma Garner, Katie Dickerson in the west, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, in the east of Canada. But, yeah, having the, the corporate um, backing behind us, it's great. It lets me focus on winemaking. Um, I don't have to do all the, for example, health and safety paperwork, the HR paperwork. I can yeah. get in the vineyard, which is just amazing. I don't have to yeah. have every hat on at, at, at all times. So I love the support we get, the resources we get. The team, the knowledge from the whole team is amazing from a winemaking perspective. Um, there's always something that's, someone that's dealt with whatever problem you've got going on. So, yeah. yeah right. Our guest is Ross Weiss. He's the winemaker at Black Hills Estate Winery. The winter's been kind of gentle, seemed to me kind of gentle. Yeah. Expecting an early start or 
Oh, that's ho- not hoping for one? Or? I feel like I haven't been in the Okanagan for a month, so I'm not sure what's going on. But, uh-huh. um, but yeah, it's been pretty mild. I think the skiers were getting a bit nervous there um, leading up to sort of January. But, yeah, mm. they've, they've been out and about lately. But, yeah, we had a bit of a cold snap, but the vines got through it all right. And since then, yeah, I think, yeah, I think we could be on track to an early spring if it keeps us up. And you took a real break, Ross, from vineyards. You went to Tofino? Yeah, yeah, I went on holiday to Tofino for a week, uh, went surfing. Isn't it a beautiful place? <laughs> I love it. You <laughs> went surfing? I did, yeah. I hadn't surfed since I was a teenager, but yeah. Wow, yeah. did you wear a suit? I, I had all the gear on, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> but it was amazing. I, yeah, real How'd you make out? Uh, it wasn't quality surfing from on my behalf, but I, I loved the experience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'll leave it to the experts, I think. But oh, that's so fun. great. Uh, of course, Black Hills has, has a really wonderful... Uh, tasting program or setup. Tell our folks a little bit about it. Really, if you haven't had the experience, you need to drop by the winery to, to yeah. tell people what they can expect when they go there. Yeah, so on Black Sage Road, we've got what we call the winery wine experience center, the WEC. So it's a sit-down tasting. You come, you come in, and we're not pouring wines at a bar for you. We'll sit you down, and we'll take you through a flight of our wines. Um, you also get the opportunity at our at our experience center to taste wines that we don't have. Um, for sale in the market mm-hmm. uh, wine club exclusive so wines that you can get access to by joining our wine club at the estate as well so it's a beautiful view there's a, a pool there except we have to call it a water feature for uh, insurance reasons mm-hmm. um, but yeah beautiful spot you can just sit around the cabana and enjoy and there's, the f- there's food as well yeah we've got a vineyard kitchen there um, doing lunches through the summer great food mm-hmm. um, that's where you'll find me most days in the summer <laughs> sounds good yeah. and um, well I've been there when you wander out sometimes and are chatting with uh, people who really I mean I can't explain enough how how special it is for for a consumer to meet a winemaker at a winery they just it just so makes their visit you know it keeps us it's great for us too it keeps us grounded because we ultimately we're making wine for people to enjoy so to talk to our customers about wine like we are here at the festival it's just yeah to me it's one of the most important parts of the job is yeah. to hear the feedback and how's yeah. it going out there on the floor really good apart from the loss of voice situation but yeah it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really good meeting a lot of and local you got a trade few people. more days to go ross yeah, it's, it's not looking good <laughs> <laughs> it's not looking good <laughs> i think you bring this on uh probably <laughs> yeah, because you 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 you're a bit like me. You don't really like to chat too much. Yeah, quiet chat. But yeah, quiet chat. Yeah. Quiet chat. Uh, okay, great to have you. Uh, we tasted the rosé. We didn't really talk about the alibi, one of my favorite wines. Uh, everything proceeding as it should with alibi. Yeah, that's, I, just, I brought these two because we're just putting the, the 2019 versions together. So the alibi, that's our Sauvignon Blanc Semillon blend. Yeah. Um, it's sitting in uh, neutral punchins at the moment, just uh, waiting on being blended. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the 2018 was about... 60% Sauvignon Blanc, 40 Semillon. I think it'll be a touch higher on the Sauvignon Blanc this year. It was a really strong Sauvignon Blanc year for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it's coming along really nicely. And then, so when will the the rosé be out? The 19 and uh, I'd expect it mid-summer. Um, yeah. yeah I Can I still buy the 18? Yeah, it's still available. It's still yeah. available. Yeah. We oh, sort of wow. we sort of slowed deliberately slowed it down. We, we want to make the rosé. We don't want to rush it to bottle in the spring just to have yeah. it released. So okay. the 2018 was it was a slower process to get it to market. So well, that's a great tip that you can still by the 2018 and it's it tastes like the 2020 like when you taste it it's so yeah, fresh very fresh yep thanks ross always great to see you yeah good to uh, be here enjoy vancouver i hope your voice lasts me too <laughs> i lost my voice when you're here i remember well, i learned my lesson uh, yeah. that was something else well, i'm an amateur apparently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great to see you thanks very much thank uh, you ross weiss he's the chief winemaker over at black hills estate winery there on uh, the black sage bench you got to drop by and uh, do a tasting there and maybe you'll see ross walking through the tasting room
Uh, we're coming to you live from the floor of the 42nd Vancouver International Wine Festival. France is the theme. We are right under the Eiffel Tower, or pretty close to it. And kind of, sort of. It is. I remember leaving the festival and spending 10 days in France a couple of years ago. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm going there this year. I know you God are. God willing. Yes. Coronavirus willing. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay, stick around. Plenty more coming on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save on Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save on Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com slash wine. Gizmondionwine.com, BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points. With their easy-to-use search engine of over 30,000-plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points, and more. Bookmark gizmondionwine.com for the new notes posted daily, each with a photo of the label. Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists, original stories, and videos. If wine matters to you, join us at gizmondionwine.com. Follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gizmondionwine.com. Mondi on wine. Come and get married in the land of Ing at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyas. Beachfront on Osuyas Lake, Canada's warmest lake. One stop for all your wedding dreams. Gorgeous lakefront suites at Watermark Beach Resort for you, your family, and your friends. Farm to table South Okanagan cuisine. Dining and whining, laughing and celebrating deep in wine country. <laughs> Connect today. Weddings at watermarkbeachresort.com. And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, really excited to have our next guest with us. Carolyn Chowler is the executive manager and winemaker at Asoyas La Rose in the South Okanagan. Carolyn, welcome back to the show. Hello. Thank you. Great to have you here. Uh, you brought two fantastic wines. We're going to get into those. But uh, uh, we have big news from Asoyas La Rose. We try to. Yeah. You try to. <laughs> you have a B&B after, yeah. all, after all. Yeah. I love that this is a, such a great Canadian story. Uh, you, you couldn't get the winery built where you wanted to for whatever regulations uh, exactly. that are existing. So you said, the hell with it. We'll do a B&B and plant a vineyard. Exactly. That's so that's good for us. At least we it have is. a place to stay. Yes. Yeah. So La Maison au Soyuz La Rose, it looks beautiful. I it can't is. show it my is. listeners. Maybe you can describe it. Uh, it's a huge house with yeah. um, four rooms for the B&B and uh, with a view on the lake. And, uh, on the Soyuz Lake. On the Soyuz Lake, yeah. yeah. Um, and was this built to be a B&B? The previous owner had a B&B over there and was living there. And uh, we just bought the house because of the, the, the orchard in front of the house where we wanted to have the winery. Yes. But now plan B. Yeah. Uh, we still have the house and we're going to run a B&B in uh, April. 
and uh, we took out all the tree from the orchard and we're yeah. going to plant uh, white wine. Okay. White, yeah. So what, the orchard, was it cherries or? It was uh, apple peaches? tree and apple? peaches. Yeah. Okay, and now it's going to be uh, Sauvignon Blanc? Sauvignon Blanc. Wow. Semillon and uh, Muscadel. Sounds pretty pretty Bordelais to me. It, it is. Yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah. So, uh, so the rose have a white wine one. That, that'll be a couple of years now. Well, well it'll be three or four years. Just yeah, to we, yeah, we have to plant it this year. Yeah, and uh, Muscadel next year because we couldn't find the vine. The clone, yeah, yeah, right. And so after that, it's going to be three years because before yeah. uh, harvesting. And yeah, we right. need Muscadel because of um, oysters. Oh, that's right. British Columbia oysters. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Well, we, you can make a fresh. Actually, you can make a wine without it to start, no? Just with Sauvignon and Semillon, maybe, and then add it in. On the first year, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we won't talk about wines we can't buy or drink <laughs> at the moment. Uh, but you brought two wines. I think it's interesting to talk about the two wines because the Soyuz La Rose and, and uh, Petalis. Do you say Petalis? I always. Or can you say the name for me? Petal? Petal, yeah. Okay, Petal. Which is uh, well, I don't. I hate the word second label, but it's a it's a second wine. It, in a way, yes. But uh, you know, we have all the vineyard in the same area, yeah. And we have different block, mm-hmm. so we have some uh, easy block, yeah. with a high yield, yeah. And uh, these block are for petal. I love the French easy blocks with easy high block. yields. Yeah, yes. I try yeah, to yeah. be understandable. And and <laughs> younger vines sometimes as well. Sometimes, but now it's just the block that are more fruity and yeah, uh, the, the easy to grow and stuff yeah. like that. And aren't and don't age as long, perhaps. Exactly. Or, yeah. 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 So that goes into you that do that selection before yes. the wine is made, or yes. yeah, even even. The way we grow, each block is different. Yeah. If the block is for petal or if the block is for okay. le grand vin. Yeah. And then in the end, if a, something in the grand vin doesn't work out, it goes to the petal. Yeah, it could yes, happen. Which yeah. just helps it a bit yeah. more. Yeah. Super. And so, yeah, go ahead, Casey. I'm just curious as how you got to come to the Okanagan Valley. You were winemaking in France? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, because the, the company who owns uh, Osseos La Rose is from France... And so they were looking for a winemaker, and uh, they hired me from France, and they sent me over there. Had you, you been here before you accepted? No. 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 Wow, what a I, change. Uh, I, I had tasted the wine, but that's it. Yes, yeah. Yeah. and you like that there aren't as many rules in the Okanagan Valley like there are in France? Oh, I think there's coming here too. So there's more and more <laughs> rules Uh-oh. here. Yeah. yeah, each time we want to do something, there's a new rule. So <laughs> the only thing I can say is the cheese is better now than it was when they first started the winery. So okay. so it's not so, so painful. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> good to know. That's a yeah. great great answer. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's fun to go to a new place, though. Yeah, Anything is yeah. energizing. And, exactly. You know, you can always go back to Bordeaux, but to, to be in the Okanagan, and it's kind of the it place to be at the no, moment. No, and I really enjoy it. It's quite different. I yeah. mean, making wine is the same thing, but yeah. the uh, the things around wine are quite different. Yeah. and uh, the culture. The or culture, exactly. The terroir, yeah. all of that yeah. is different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fun. Invigorating. I think it's invigorating, perhaps. 
you know. It is. Gives you energy. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, so you brought the 16 yeah, and 16, they're both 16. 16. Yes. Okay. So how would you if how would you describe to our listeners of the difference between the two wines then if we're if Well, we're um, Petal is an easy one if we yeah. want to start in the Bordeaux blend. You know, if you want to learn a little bit with Bordeaux blend, it's the easy one to yeah. start with. Softer tannins, perhaps? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's still aged in oak barrel, mm-hmm. so it still has the complexity, yep. but it's lighter as the Le Grand Vin, so it's good to start with. Right. Uh, easy to drink as well. And then, if you are familiar with Bordeaux Blend, you can move to Le Grand Vin, yeah. which is stronger, with uh, more tannins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Designed to age. Exactly. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And uh, what would you have to eat with the petal? Petal is easy, so by itself, or even with, you know, a barbecue, friends, yes. even during summer, uh, you can easily drink it. Yep. And how do you feel about chilling red wines? I agree with that. Because I think oh. so many are oh. served so warm with, here. Well, with petal, you can do that, you know. Yes. That's, that's uh, the easy one. Very uh, refreshing when exactly. you do that. I won't do that with Le Grand Vin because no. it's the heavy one. And uh, But with Petal, yeah, you can do... Yeah. So how long would you put that in the refrigerator? Uh, not so much. Like during winter, uh, you can just have it around 18 to 20 degrees Celsius. Yes. Uh, but uh, that's it. Not so cold. No. You know, just to refresh it a little bit, not like uh, 14 degrees or like a white, but uh, yeah, just a little bit uh, refreshing. Yep. Okay, so I, I've just tasted the two wines that are exactly the way as you would describe them. One that you can approach now and maybe have with a, a with a pizza. Exactly. Like a oh beef yeah. Pizza or some sort Mediterranean of Mediterranean food. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. mushroom, something like that, mm-hmm. and then of course the soy sauce rose, which is young and powerful. Uh, maybe if you had to have it with a piece of cheese or yeah. uh, maybe a steak, but even so, I think you need to wait. I know this wine well. It ages really well. It, it really hits the 10-year mark easily. easily. It doesn't have any effort. It doesn't. It's not strained at 10 years old. What about the vintage, though, 16? Did you like the year? Or uh, like, um, was, it wasn't I, an easy year, but... I, I think um, uh, I started 2017, so yeah. I did the blend for 16. Yeah. And uh, it was an easy year in, in the way that it was a fresher year. Yeah. We had uh, 2015, which is very, very warm. warm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And 16 is a little bit different with coolest uh, temperature. Yeah. But I like the freshness of this one mm-hmm. uh, because of the, the coolest temperature. So I think it's very fruity and uh, it's, it's a good balance. What? What happens when you go back to Bordeaux and you take this wine with you? Does it to surprise people? Um, if you taste it blind, sometimes with uh, Bordeaux people, they yeah. don't know where, where is it. it? Is. Yeah, and uh, that's funny. And we are also um, at the um, city of the wine in yeah. Bordeaux. Yeah, it's the Canadian wine over there, and oh, great. Uh, they they do great with this wine. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. I didn't know. So they pour it there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's quite an uh, interesting place for people to visit, eh? It's, it's, it's good. It's fun. It's yeah. And it's good for everybody. So, yeah. yeah. The, the, it's called the Cité du Vin? Or La Cité du Vin. Yeah, Cité du Vin, yeah, which is great if you're visiting Bordeaux. It's uh, sort of an homage to wine. But Canada has a, a small uh, area in there. 
Yep. What do you mean by Canada has a small area? Well, they, they're exhibiting. They have a permanent exhibit oh. in, this, in Bordeaux. With Canadian wines? Yes. Yeah. yes. In yes. fact, wow. I, I'm pretty sure it was our friend from uh, Claude Soleil uh, yes. who forced the issue and got them, got everybody to agree and sort of scratched it all out and got it done. So now it's done and we're there. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, it's quite an achievement to be in that. It uh, is. Because a lot of visitors go there. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Yep. Well, you're going to have a busy year. Are you planting the varieties uh, this, this spring? This spring, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, Will you Sauvignon be out Blanc there? Sauvignon. Yeah. Do yep. they let you go out and do that, or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah. For the moment, nobody <laughs> say no, so we we'll see. It's okay. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's kind yeah. of fun to yeah. do a vineyard and get it going. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, great. So much uh, fun to trace the two wines. Thanks for joining us. And now the two wines are available uh, online. Yes. And can they come and buy them somewhere? Uh, in every stores and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, you're in the BCLDB with these yes. wines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, terrific. Uh, well, thanks so much for joining us. Thank Karen. you. Enjoy Thank the you. show. Are you going to go and see some friends from France and uh, yes. speak some French? Just to hear the accent. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So I won't bore you with my French then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Merci. Merci. Uh, Carolyn Schaller, she's the winemaker at Asoyes La Rose. We've been tasting the 2016 Asoyes La Rose Grand Vin and the Petal uh, de Soyuz 2016 as well. Uh, two really uh, exciting wines from the South Okanagan. And uh, so we'll check out La Maison de Soyuz La Rose, mm -hmm. uh, the new B&B. &B. Uh, we should get a picture of this up on our uh, website, and we'll get that done. We better stay there when we're there Yeah, we'll check it out. Next time, okay. we're yeah. on location. Drink some wine. Yes. Exactly. Uh, great. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Uh, it's year 42 at the Vancouver International Wine Festival. We're in the shadow of the uh, Eiffel Tower uh, just to the right of us in the tasting room. Drop by and say hello. Give us a wave if you're uh, in the room. Uh, and we'll take a quick break. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The Upper Bench of BC's Similkameen Valley. For those in the know, it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clodisole Winery. Surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small art artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect the unique land. You can find Clotus Olay wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province or order online at clotusolay.ca. Discover a true wellness-centered oasis in the heart of Canada's only desert at Spirit Ridge Resort in Osoyoos. Wake up to stunning views from your condo, suite, or villa. Enjoy modern vineyard cuisine inspired by Indigenous history and culture at the bear, the fish, the root, and the berry. Tour and taste at award-winning Inkmeep cellars or just relax and rejuvenate at their on-site spa. Spirit Ridge, an experience like none other, part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Check online for spring break packages. Visit spiritridge.ca. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. 
Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we're live on the floor today of the Vancouver National Wine Festival. Day one, uh, this is uh, uh, the tasting night, as we say. Yes, the first wine, night. First night, Wine Geeks. They actually keep the numbers down a bit so that you can get around, taste, and talk, and uh, really go nuts about the wine. Well, Which, they didn't do that when I when I was a young guy here, man. You had to punch, not punch, push people out of the way and <laughs> yes. get a, get away, step away from the spit bucket, as I like to say, and right. uh, get out of the way. That's a long time ago, Tony. It was, yeah. Thursday night, though, it's always a great night at the festival. A lot of energy in the room. Joining us now are a, uh, a couple of people who are in the wine business in British Columbia, Charlie and uh, Jesse Bessler. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Great Pleasure to have to you. Here. Of course, from Corsolette's Estate Winery in the Similkameen, one of the jewel valleys of British Columbia, uh, with their own uh, appellation now, which I like, Sub-GI. Yeah. Yeah, all good. Uh, I was saying earlier that you, uh, Charlie, winemaker, viticulturalist, sales and managing partner, and Jesse, uh, you, what do you just run the joint or <laughs> just boss of the you, boss? You just no. boss him around, just right? Je- that's two titles: Jesse's sales and marketing. Sales I, marketing. I fix the sink and make the wine and all the small things. Oh, I see. Fix the tractor. Okay, and- that's good. I was wondering what was going on there. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to have you on the radio. Pleasure. We've talked a few times to Charlie, but we haven't had you on. I know. I'm, I'm starstruck. I'm yeah. so excited. You're starstruck. <laughs> and you're from a very interesting area of Canada. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm from Nunavut originally. I grew up in Cambridge Bay, which is 600 miles north of Yellowknife or wow. 180 miles south of the North Pole. And there was no wine there, so I had to leave, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful and place in the world. not a lot of heat either. No, no. Yeah. It gets up to a whopping 18, 20 in the summer for one day. So <laughs> do you like the heat? Oh, now I love it. Really? I, I, I can't go back there without like feeling like I'm really dying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sure your mother loves to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm acclimatized quite well, and vineyard life is, um, I think, once you yeah. acclimatize to it, you just you have to handle the heat. Yeah. So. What about winery life? Like corselets, you know, I mean, you you jump into that. People come by every, like, it's almost like they invade your house every day. They invade your life. <laughs> I mean, it's a different kind of business. It's not like owning a shoe store. It or, is. It's really personal. It's a, it's a really personal. People come sometimes. People will come every single week. They live in Penticton, which is close by or Soyuz, and mm-hmm. they, you get the regulars, and they start to feel kind of like family, mm-hmm. but uh, it's we welcome it, and then we also welcome the very the quiet of winter when it comes, and we just hunker down in the cellar. But uh, summer, we just amp up, and we get we brace ourselves, and we l- let it come. Yeah. <laughs> and what about that nineteenth hole you have? <laughs> the nineteenth hole. Yeah. On you still have your golf clubs handy? We and do. Betcha. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, a wine club exclusive, uh, or you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> friends and family. So Casey's such it. a big golfer. I am. When I saw that, I yeah. couldn't wait to do it. Yeah, exactly. It's no. right off the wine shop, so there's a wine club only patio that yeah. you can, or friends and family, that you walk out onto, and Charlie generously leaves his clubs outside, and it's an 83-yard shot, I think. Downhill. It's, downhill. it's a hard. And it's a hard stick. Into our Pinot and Chardonnay shot. block, wow. so hopefully nobody hits the grapes Gee. in September when they're nice and ripe. So. Sounds like a 64-degree wedge to me, but uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, are are you fully invested now, Jesse, in the wine business? Do you? I would. It, I would. Say was it something? Yeah. Did, did you know anything about it at the start? Or? Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> I uh, I first started uh, back, I guess, in 2011, actually, in yeah. the in the wine shop. Yeah. We're in sales and marketing, and uh, it, it, it's like a bug. It gets in your spirit, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what else I would do. With my, at this point, I'm like, wow. I don't know of anything else I would do That's except fantastic. for cook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like cooking Open and drinking. Cook. <gasps> yeah, I know. Well. Well, we got to hold Charlie back here a little bit because that's probably the next step. Yeah, but you're <laughs> going to do some exciting things. You're gonna you're going to do a cellar expansion. Yes. Yeah. Cur- currently this week, so we've been uh, moving some dirt around and um, expanding. Uh, as we've spoke before about our our vineyards, we've been establishing for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that hard work is coming into fruition, which is exciting. Uh, but so does the need for some additional tank space and and uh, indoor work area. So. We've got um, a small expansion. We're putting off the corner of one of our buildings to accommodate more of that grape supply. And so it's very exciting. I, I love to build things, which is a little bit of a problem, but um, yeah, it's an exciting time. <laughs> you can't time. see the eye rolling from Jesse, but I can. <laughs> he has a construction problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a farming problem. Well, that's better than a, than, that's <laughs> better than a drinking problem. That's true. Exactly. We're gambling right. or, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah same exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'll talk about the wine, otherwise we'll run out of time, then we'll come back. So you brought today uh, the Meritage. Is it 2016? Yeah, 2016 vintage. So uh, for us, still something where we we think back and really enjoy 2016. Such a beautiful growing year for us. So, um, you know, an opportunity to really ripen and showcase a lot of these Bordeaux varietals. So this is a Merlot, Cap Franc dominant blend, um, complemented with Cabernet Sauvignon, Malbec, and Petit Verdot. So combined, you know, really just creating a lot of complexities with all the, the strengths of these individual varietals. Uh, and yes, yeah, certainly at Corselet, this is a, a big part of our portfolio. Merlot, Cabernet Franc, uh, individually and as combined in a blend here, Meritage is a big part of our program. So pretty delicious. Yeah. It's kind of fresh, peppery, mineral, stony, you know, wet, wet stone uh uh, wine with red fruit. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's really, uh, we, it's very, very Similkameen to we me. We try to do as little as possible, which really doesn't yeah. give me a lot of credit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, really well, our... the stones are older than you. Come on. <laughs> That's you know, right. Give, it a, uh, give them a do. Ter- terroir is, is such an important part of this expression. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, doing less in the cellar, you know, getting it right in the vineyard, doing less in the cellar allows us to have these really focused and, and unique wines. You know, you can... Um, yeah, you, you can't, uh, no other wines like it because it is really a representation of our state vineyards in these particular soils we farm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, to us, it's something we're very passionate about and, um, yeah, it shows well in this blend. So we want to share that. And Charlie, was your family in wine? No, uh, well, we've always been agrarians. And so wine's always been a part of this culture dating back in, in Switzerland where we're from. Yes. Um, and here in, in Canada, we weren't in the wine business. This is something that we started in agrarian. So we were grape growers. And, mm-hmm. and so naturally, you know, the next challenge for me is... Um, the next generation was to uh, lose yeah, money. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Cor- Corselet was the name of our farm in Switzerland, yeah. and so you know, yes. this next phase for us is kind of this, this 2.0, if you will, of, yeah. of uh, wine production here in Canada. So, well, it's great to you know, there, there's nothing like farmers. I, I I love farmers because they're such, they're at they're at the mercy of everything, uh, particularly the environment. So it's a, it's a tough tough job to farm. But rewarding, I think, when, yeah. when things work out, too. So I think that's the attraction of it 
to that ilk that wants to work that hard. It, it is. I mean, you know, if someone wanted to work, uh, or if someone if somebody wanted to make a lot of money, they'd probably do something else. Yeah, <laughs> That's yes, the reality. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, but farming is something that you but, you bite on. It's a passion. It's a project. It's yeah. a part stubborn, part passion. So, yeah. Right. But if you wanted to make, uh, if you wanted to have fun and make uh, the journey. Well, Jeff is doing some things that sound really like fun. That's right. Our events. Yeah. Wow. And there's one, I, st- I, I started to write it when you were talking to me, and I collaborative, but it, something collaborative. Tell us about Close. that. Close. Collab Lab. Collab so Lab. We're shaking right. things up a little bit this year. La- the last few years, we've done a series, a dinner series called Table de Famille, which means family table, and we would host up to about 40 people per dinner and it was a long style harvest dinner and that was fantastic but now we're kind of doing a different format just to keep things fresh and interesting and we're going to be hosting we're doing two dinners this year and we're hosting two surprise guest wineries from other regions of bc um, hosting them at our winery and doing a um, more stand-up and mingle dinner and uh, to explore the different wines and different terroirs of bc so uh, we haven't announced the other two guest wineries yet. We have them lined up. Um, I think a couple of them, they might even be here in the room. We haven't explored yet, but uh, we're really excited about hosting other dirt in mm. our in our region. And, yeah. And, and now, why wouldn't it. you announce it here in front of the whole wine world? <laughs> <laughs> Got to get people excited. Got to build like, the hype. This is like real marketing. <laughs> Frankly, I have to still put it up on our website. Okay. So, but, uh, but it'll be there. When it'll will be it be? There. Could you say that? Um, we wh- will announce roughly. it uh, middle of March. will be official. We'll put it all up on the website. No, the event, with, though. Oh, the event, yes. Oh. June 13th is oh. the first one, and okay. August 29th is the okay. second so one. Okay, so people, the same people, two different nights? No, two different wineries this oh, year. Oh, wow, yeah. okay. Yeah, one, I'll drop a hint. The first one is from the Golden Mile Bench. Oh, great. In June, and yeah. then the second one is from East Kelowna. Oh, super. Yeah, so. Look at you talking to Appalachians and sub-GIs, <laughs> and I love it, it's man. It's awesome. Yeah, so it's fantastic. Awesome. And it'll be nice to host yeah. some, it's just some different flavors from a different area. Yeah. And, uh, and we have it. We're going to be opening up our guest house, which is next door to us, and mm-hmm. they will be, we'll be hosting that winery in the guest house. So they'll be the first to stay there. So maybe you guys can come and stay there. Let's right do on. it. Yeah. Just we, quickly tell us about Club Corselet. Club Corselet is my pet project. Um, I, uh, I, we started this back in 2015 when I was on bed rest with our twins waiting for them to be born. And I had a lot of time on my hands. And we have just expanded it. And they get access to all of our micro lot wines, the golf clubs, and the course on the property. Um, the events. Get the, all the events are priority events and 15% discount. We're just taking it to the next level and trying to give club members a elevated experience. We have mm. great experiences, but club is like top notch. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, great to catch up with both of you today. Uh, enjoy the festival. Will you get out and taste some wines around the room? Or we hope to, yeah. Going yeah. to right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Let's go uh, and uh, good luck with your events. Let us know when, when you're announcing the wineries. We'll let people know. Well. And uh, good luck with, uh, with the, uh, it's almost here. The next year. We'll be yeah. starting soon. Oh, oh she's well underway. Oh. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you'll yeah. be pushing buds and <laughs> whatever whatever else happens out there. Yeah. The That's pruning's done. I assume the pruning's done. Oh, so. no. We're not. No. We don't like to prune too early. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So we you've got started. some work ahead we're, of you. Oh, yeah. we got lots of work. work. Yeah. Bottling right now is a big one. We've got our spring releases that we're working hard at at home. And mm. uh, so that's kind of where we're all focused. And uh, Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, thanks for joining us. Thank thanks. you guys so much. Thank you. Yeah, great to have you. So much uh, fun. Charlie and Jesse uh, Bessler, they're from Corsolet's Winery, a state winery in the gorgeous Similkameen Valley, folks. If you keep driving the Oka, the Coquihalla, you'll never see it. you got to get over on the Crow's Nest and uh, have a look at one of BC's uh, great new wine valleys. You're listening to BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we're live from the floor of the Vancouver International Wine Festival. Year 42, France is the theme. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods.